superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia, and we are into round two, just about, as it is Monday morning. We are recording this here on the podcast some of you still waiting for your future progression in the playoffs, seeing what happens on Monday Night Football. But for the rest of us, we are either continuing or the season has come to an end. And what a crazy, bizarre week 15 first round of the playoffs it was. Let me tell you, some strange things happened. Certain stuff lined up there where you had Saquon Barkley against the Saints, which looked like a great matchup. Well, that didn't work. You had OBJ and Zay Flowers combined for 21 yards together receiving against the Jacksonville Jaguars secondary. They couldn't stop anybody. Just crazy. And the drip by drip has been just insane having Thursday games, Saturday games, Sunday games, and now Monday too to wrap everything up. But still, it's football. And it's better than most other things, damn it. And we are here to talk about who you can add for round two of the playoffs. Help me do it, of course. D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros, and my patty cakes, Pat Fitzmorris. The two gentlemen here are going to help us get our lineups ready and prepared. Play that 3D chess that we like so much. It's a good time. D-Bro, uh, I don't think this is a hot take, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it nice and loud. I think James Cook is going to win a lot of people, a lot of fantasy leagues, my friend. Joe Brady, you're my hero. D-Bro, James Cook. Baby. Oh, my Lord. We we talked about this on the live stream, Joe, and I told you I had concerns about Josh Allen. Now, when I had concerns about Josh Allen, I had nothing in my brain hole telling me that I was going to get 27 touches and over 220 total yards out of James Cook. But, whoa, baby. He won people weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, if you had him and you stayed the course, you didn't trade him away. And since Joe Brady has been... Joe, come on, man. We talked about this early season. What did I say about Ken Dorsey? I said he was the biggest fake sharp in the NFL. You did. And since we've seen Joe Brady take over James Cook to the moon, baby, he hasn't even needed like these 27 touches in any other game. He's been a consistent RB1 every single freaking week. He's going to win people leagues. It's amazing. Uh, What a shock. Run the football in December in Buffalo and good things happen. I mean, I I mean... (laughs) Use talented players. <sighs> Crazy. I mean, but I know. it's the same thing every year. I keep saying the same thing. Like, learn to run the football, balance the offense, and maybe Buffalo, you will get to a Super Bowl because that's what happens to them in January. They get away from it. They start to do it a little in December, and then they get away from the playoffs. Speaking of the running back position, Pat, Keith Mitchell now done for the year. So that's mm. that's gone. You already had Zach Moss get hurt. It was taking over for Jonathan Taylor this weekend. I mean, our waiver wire pickup of the week last week, Ty Chandler was tremendous in that matchup against Cincinnati. So we certainly nailed that one uh, last week on the show. But 2023 continues, Pat, from the running back position, just absolutely obliterous. It's like if you don't have CMC, I don't know what else to sell you. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it, Joan. I mean, I don't want to relitigate the case for zero running back here, but you like you often get uh, like 
great production out of unexpected places at the running back mm-hmm. position. And then you look at guys like Saquon Barkley and Brees Hall, who are tremendously talented players, two of the most, you know, two of the five or 10 most talented running backs in the league, but they are stuck in just moribund offenses. And mm-hmm. that is destroying their fantasy production. I mean, it really hadn't destroyed Saquon's production until yesterday. So, um, yeah, it's just weird. And and by the way, on James Cook, it's funny. We were always like, well, he's not Dalvin Cook, but he could still be really good. Maybe he is Dalvin Cook. Like he's know, he could he be another like Dalvin Georgia Cook version. going forward. He looked like the guy that I saw in college yesterday. I mean, that's what he looked like, catching the ball over to place too. And people were like, oh, well, sometimes it takes guys a little bit of time to figure out. No, it's not time to figure it out. It's a coordinator that wants to utilize him and utilize his skill sets for yeah. goodness sakes. I mean, this is not hard here. Uh, by the way, fun fact, I just saw this before the show. Raheem Mostert has more touchdowns than the entire Jets offense all season. I just thought that was wow. fun. By seven. Oh, my right, goodness. Let's continue oh, on. Just <laughs> wow. Let's get to the show here. We're going to do our waiver wire pickup of the week uh, before we get to uh, that here at the top of the show. Um, don't forget, also, make sure you are heading and checking out all of our waiver wire content at fantasypros.com. It's the place to be to get everything you need to make sure you are getting all your lineups right for your championship runs. And... Away we go. Our sleeper waiver wire pickup of the week this week is wide receiver Noah Brown of the Houston Texans. 46% rostered in sleeper right now. Doesn't matter if it's Case Keenum or CJ Stroud. It's uh, It's been a really good run for Noah Brown when he's getting opportunities and he's getting opportunities. Pat, we'll start with you on this one, too, because the Nico Collins injury, he was out last week. We know we didn't have CJ Stroud. But regardless, Noah Brown continues to show up, and now there's no Tank Dell either for the rest of the season. We know that. So Noah Brown looks like a guy here going forward next week that could really help you potentially get to that fantasy level, whether you see him as a wide receiver three or a flex guy, depending on your league. But what are your expectations these next two weeks as we're trying to look at the guy that doesn't just help us this week, but also potentially in week 17 as well? I think we can be pretty optimistic, Joe. Um, We saw Noah Brown have a team-high 11 targets against the Titans yesterday, eight catches for 82 yards and a touchdown, and that was with Case Keenum throwing him the ball. You know, hopefully C.J. Stroud is back this week. Um, Nico Collins could be back from his calf injury, but we don't know about that, and as you mentioned, Tank Dell is out, so Brown is going to play a significant role, and we saw him have back-to-back 20-point fantasy days in weeks 9 and 10. Um, He he does have kind of a tricky matchup against the Browns this week. So, uh, you know, like still flex worthy, even in this difficult matchup against a team with multiple good cornerbacks. Um, But then he gets a, uh, I I think he goes against the Titans again in week 17. The Titans. So, So, uh, you know, 18 half PPR points this past weekend against that Titans uh, defense, excuse me. Yeah, repeat of a matchup he just smashed in and hopefully with C.J. Stroud instead of Case Keenum at quarterback. And Derek, you know, despite the fact that Cleveland is a tougher matchup, uh, theoretically, you know, they don't give up a whole lot in the passing game. At the same time, it's the volume. Uh, Pat mentioned it, mm-hmm. 11 targets. If he gets anywhere close to that, uh, it's going to be a good day for him. And and I think we've seen this before, like just because Nico Collins or Tank Dell in some of those moments, too, depending on who is healthy at that time. It wasn't like Noah Brown couldn't deliver with those guys on the field. So what are your expectations, not just for week 16, but potentially 17 as well for a Noah Brown investment? Because he is out there, he is available, and he looks like a guy that could really potentially help you out. I mean, I think that he's going to be the wide receiver one, at least. I mean, honestly, like this upcoming week as well, because Nico Collins, I don't project him as playing this week. He didn't even practice last week. So 
it's a large like stretch as far as like a guy who's also dealt with a calf injury earlier this season that he goes from not practicing the entire week to now he's going to go to playing the next week. Maybe, but I highly doubt it. And I mean, you talked about it, guys, a 35, a 30.5% target share that plays like I don't, mm. I don't give a crap who the hell you're playing like that plays. So Noah Brown is going to be in that wide receiver three wide receiver four conversation with wide receiver two upside if he does hit like we saw in this last matchup. All right. Before we get to the running backs to talk about, just to let everybody know, obviously, you know, the fantasy football season is continuing, but it's nonstop action always. And the way you get more action is over on DraftKings. And this holiday season, you can throw down on big matchups with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL and score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Thank goodness for Cooper Cup. He saved my betting day yesterday because so many things went sideways. Oh, it's so frustrating. Thank you, Cooper Cup. I'm going to write you a thank you note. I believe to, I believe the day after Christmas is official thank you note day. So I'll be writing one to Cooper Cup. But you should be writing out a thank you note to DraftKings for creating such a great, cool place where you can go ahead and make wagers on football. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FANTASYPROS when you do because new customers can bet just $5 on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with that promo code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 100 68 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Running backs. Let's crown some running backs here and a lot to get to because we have uncertainty. And I think all of these guys we had talked about as maybe being the pickup of the week, but at the same time, that uncertainty is kind of holding us back just a little bit. So the first guy is Trey Sermon, who is rostered in zero. Check it out, boys and girls, 0% of leagues. The first time this has happened all season. Of course, it's 2023. Why wouldn't it happen? But Debro, we don't know if Zach Moss is going to play next week. So it's not that you shouldn't try to add Trey Sermon. It seems like a good insurance policy. And you also never know when things are going to go sideways, as we've been taught that time and time again every week of the season. But what's your take here on Trey Sermon? He had a a good fill-in performance. He got the bulk of that workload when Zach Moss went out with that injury on Saturday. So your thoughts on Sermon's ability to be a guy that maybe you might be able to plug and play in Week 16? I mean, just for that reason alone, he's a priority ad. Mm -hmm. And this comes down to even if, like, we like with this type of uncertainty, we might not get clarity on Moss or JT playing until later in the week. So if nothing else, like you're dropping your kicker off of your roster, you're dropping the extra defense that maybe you're kind of like, uh, do I hold them or not? And you're adding Trey Sermon now three to 5% of your bid. It, again, this all comes down to, and Pat's mentioned this before the bids are all sensitive, depending on what's going on with your league, how much you got and all that kind of stuff. But I think that it's wor- it, he's worthy of bidding, not saying aggressively, but putting down a hefty enough bid to probably secure his services because last week 
yeah, he got the 17 carries and 88 rushing yards, but the other parts of what we saw his usage was fantastic. He got all of the goal line work. He got 75% of the two-minute offense, too. So while on paper, it looks like him and Tyler Goodson are very close, like similar-ish stat lines, the usage for Trey Sermon puts him head and shoulders above Goodson as a pickup from this backfield this week. All right, Pat, your take here, 17 carries for 88 yards on Saturday for Trey Sermon. He finished as RB24 before tonight's action kind of uh, finishes up what the slate looked like. Uh, your thoughts on this matchup he potentially might have against the Atlanta Falcons? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a good matchup. No Grady Jarrett for the Falcons means a, a defense you can run on. We saw Chuba Hubbard have some success on the ground in week 15. Um, it's just a matter of whether he is actually playing a lot. Like Dr. Edwin mm. Porras, a friend of mine, he thinks Zach Moss could be back this week. And it's possible we get Jonathan Taylor back this week after his uh, thumb surgery. So the value of Trey Sermon is pretty fragile. Um, I, I think he's most worth having if you are a JT or Zach Moss investor. But like Joe, um, we're we're both Survivor fans. Like yeah. with a lot of the running backs this week, this this um, situation <laughs> where we don't know if the starters are going to be back this week. So bidding on these backups who like played big roles in week 15, it's like the survivor auction where they bring in the covered items <laughs> mm-hmm. at the end. And you've got these people who have lived on coconuts and rice for three weeks and you're bidding on these covered items. And like you could get a cheeseburger and French fries or you could get a sea slug. Like you yeah. don't know what you're bidding you're on. Bid, like if, but you try and you hope that it turns yeah, exactly. out to be the burger and the beer. That's yeah, what you so want. If, but but if Moss and JT are back, you're getting a sea slug if you right. bet on Trey uh, Sermon. hundred percent. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, you have to gauge. Also, you also want to make sure that, you know, someone else doesn't have him. Right. You know, it, or if mm-hmm. you're ahead True. in waiver priorities or you have more fat, somebody else has JT that you're playing next week or has Zach Moss and somehow made it through. You got to look ahead. And it's not just about your team roster now. It's about other people's rosters, too. Who do you think has more uh, carries, though, uh, and yardage in that game next week against the Falcons? Do you think it's going to be potentially Trey Sermon or B. John Robinson? (laughs) (laughs) Twist of the knife, says Arthur Smith. Twist of the knife. I have to laugh because if Mm. I don't, I'll just cry. I will just cry. so much. Derek, oh, do you have any feelings about Bijan's usage you'd like to share with the class? Hmm? Oh, my blood is boiling, man. I just... <laughs> Seven for all I could say in the rain. All I could say after yesterday <laughs> is that we were all Panthers fans when they won. That's all yeah. I'll say. Okay. We were okay. all Panthers fans when we won, so we don't have to endure this misery, possibly, in 2024. All right, let's can move I, on to Can I give running. you one? Can I give you oh, one sure. quick stat from that game yesterday? So oh, the Falcons God. ran. It's only going to make me more depressed, but yes. Pat, the, Pat's going to add to the pain. Bring the pain, the pain train, Pat. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, the, let's the go. Falcons ran 51 offensive plays in that game. And mm. the trio of Bijan Robinson, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts either touched <laughs> the ball or were targeted on one third of them. 17. Three guys oh, who were drafted in the, you know, my. like high in round one, the guys who are supposed to fuel the engines of your offense, and they're, you know, getting opportunities on one third of your offensive plays. Uh, inexplicable is the only word that comes to mind. Let's move on because I I, I, I don't even know what to say about that. Um, the Zamir White 
situation is another one I'm not sure what to say about because we don't know about Josh Jacobs' status. Uh, it was a great game against the Chargers. It was the Chargers. This coming week against Kansas City. He was RB11 last week in half PPR, 17 for 69 with a tutty, three catches for 16 yards on top of that. Uh, Debra, we'll start with you on this one. Your thoughts on Zemir White. Would you have White as a higher priority than Sermon? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this last night. I, th- I think you can make a good case for Zamir White. If we knew uh, that Josh Jacobs was going to be out, he'd be the pickup of the week. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that that would be tried and true. I mean, like, we're talking about a guy that, like, we know what the Raiders want to do. They're going to run the football. And if Zamir White's going to be that lead back, like, he's going to get all the opportunities. But 70% of the snaps, it's a good matchup. We've already seen the Raiders have success before running the ball against the Chiefs. So... If we knew Jacobs, and I want to throw this out there, he did not practice at all last week. Right. So it's not like he got in limited and he's game time decision and he was close. No, he was nowhere close to playing. So if you can't get Trey Sermon this week and you want the lottery ticket, like, could he be slug number two? Possibly. But he also could be the the four course dinner where you're just like, oh, look at all these beautiful things. All right. I'm Jeff Probst. I'm wearing a blue shirt and I'm. Uh, and I had a baseball cap and I'm going to take out this this uh, little tray here and I'm going to open it up. It's Samir White. Pat, start bidding. Yeah, um, I'll I'll bid more for that than I would on Trey Sermon because there are two okay. chances mm-hmm. for Trey Sermon to yep. be checkmated. He could get either the return of Zach Agreed. Moss or the return of Jonathan Taylor. And either of those guys are going to play ahead of Trey Sermon. But with uh Zamir White, it's only Josh Jacobs. And like mm-hmm. I've seen some of the injury docs estimate his return at week 16 or week 17. So maybe maybe Jacobs does come back. And maybe if they do bring him back, he doesn't get the usual Josh Jacobs uh, 80% snap share, full complement of touches. Maybe they do mix in a little Zamir White because what are the Raiders playing for right now? Um, right. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we saw, we've we've waited basically almost two full seasons to see what Zamir White could do. And granted, he was going against, oh, a Charger defense that we could say looked somewhat unmotivated in that game. But Zamir White still looked pretty good. I mean, we know he was a hard-nosed runner in college, and uh, he showed that last week. Uh, I mean, smash matchups the rest of the season, too, boys. Like, after KC, he gets Indy, and then he gets Denver. So... uh, I mean, if if the runway is clear. Yep. Chiefs are much better against the pass than they are against the run. So Mm -hmm. it is a good Uh, matchup this week. Just a reminder out there, too, doing public service announcement. Two weeks ago, we were telling everybody to pick up Ty Chandler. Last week, we made him the sleeper waiver wire pickup of the week. He's still just 56% rostered. Now, I understand that number is artificially low because a lot of teams aren't allowed to add players at this stage. I get that. And a lot of, you know, situations where people stop paying attention to waiver wire, whatever it is. But please. Pick up this guy if he's still floating around in your league. Don't let somebody else pick him up and then use him against you. Like, it is just, it's crazy to me that it's still just 56. Even with all those circumstances, it should be in the 70s. So, uh, looking at the rest of his, obviously, 23 points and half PPR this past week. Detroit, Green Bay next two weeks, and then Detroit again if you play week 18 because you're a masochist and you hate your life. Uh, A couple other guys, too, to talk about. Um whether or not they're worth adding. We have Pacheco getting the surgery, so we're not sure when he is coming back. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jarek McKinnon out there for the Chiefs. I know we kind of touched base on them last week, but now with the surgery, maybe the calculus changes. Also, Justice Hill, because of the Keaton Mitchell injury I mentioned at the top of the show, so he's done for the year. So Justice Hill kind of back in relevance, but also Gus Edwards 
talk about elevation. Like if somebody dropped Gus Edwards in your league, but that guy does nothing but score touchdowns. I don't think they did, but if they did go get him. And then Tyler Goodson, Pat, when you're looking at this names, who stands out to you of the remaining RBs? Clyde Edwards, Alaire. And um, mm-hmm. because I think it, it seems pretty unlikely Isaiah Pacheco comes back this week. And yeah. we know Clyde Edwards, Alaire is going to get more usage than Jarek McKinnon on early downs. But like the usage in the passing game for CEH yesterday, pretty encouraging. Four catches mm-hmm. for 61 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire outsnapped Jarek McKinnon 40-22 to yesterday. So like he is the guy you want in this backfield. And with matchups against the oh, Ravens and Bengals the rest of the way, like that looks pretty appealing. Yes, he did have the under, though, in the 45 and a half, just 37 rushing yards against the Patriots. Mm. Patriots do one thing. They stop the run. That's it. That's all they do. Uh, that's literally it. Uh, Debro, you were nodding yeah. your head in agreement. So CEH is the guy for you as well. Yeah, man. Mm. I mean, look, we're talking about buying into a really damn good offense, positive game script. And I mean, the next three games, we can probably expect positive game script. Raiders, Bengals, Chargers, like. Those are all good spots. And I want to throw this out here and I keep getting tilted week after week after week. I'm sorry, Andy Reid. I don't believe you. Whenever you're talking about maybe Pacheco plays this week. Originally, we were told that the Pacheco injury was a contusion. I'm sorry, people, but he's not getting surgery for a bruised shoulder. So I don't think Pacheco plays this week. Hell, guys, I don't, I don't know if we see him. That, that's what I was about to throw out there. Like, I don't know if we see him the whole entire rest of the regular season. So if you could pick up CEH, you possibly have the lead back for Look, the these Chiefs are three winnable the rest games of the here. season. If you're the Chiefs, you should you should beat Las Vegas. I don't care what they did last week. You should yep. beat Cincinnati because Jamar Chase got hurt, which we'll talk more about what that means in just a second on the show. And then you should beat the Chargers and whatever's left of them in week 18. So if you handle your business, heck, you know what? The way the Ravens continue to... Everyone keeps telling me, like, oh, the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. And I just don't know, man. Like, they barely got by at home against the Rams last week. They looked sluggish at times. I mean, the defense played very well. But, man, like, I just, I don't understand. The Ravens don't, nobody in the AFC looks good to me. I look at the 49ers and the rest of the NFL. Like, that's how I look at things. I know that's easy to say because they keep, you know, when you play the Arizona Cardinals. But still, like, it looks like the 49ers and the rest of the NFL. Be active this holiday season. And get some gifts that are outside the box. One of them is, of course, tickets. And I love live events. Debro knows it. Pat knows it. I go to concerts. I go to everything. But the thing is, I hate the hidden fees. They suck. And customer service is terrible at a lot of these places, too, that do the tickets. So I discovered Fanimal. And Fanimal has tickets to everything. Concerts, festivals, basketball games, baseball games, hockey, and, of course, the NFL, which I'm sure there's a lot of Jets fans looking to sell some tickets. So you can go to the Jet game anytime you want. There are no fees, too, which is great. So the price you see is actually the price you pay, which is very refreshing. And you heard it here first. Fanimal is the cheapest place on the Internet to get tickets. And we've all experienced how painful it is to coordinating, going to live events with friends. There's always somebody's got to put all the money up front and you got to chase everybody for money on the back end. You don't have to do that because Fanimal has a group purchase system that makes it easy to split payments with your friends so nobody's left holding the bag. You don't have to commit until your friends do. And you just pick the seats, pick how many tickets you want, and you pay for yourself, and then you send the link to your friends. And then every time someone joins your group, Everyone gets charged separately and your tickets are all secured. Plus, you can stack cash by inviting friends. Ten bucks every time you invite someone to join a group. There you go, baby. So if you haven't already, go check out Fanimal. They've got amazing customer service. And again, don't take my word for it. Go check out their hundreds of five-star reviews. And next time you need tickets, 
Don't worry about the big ticket places, all that stuff. Go right to Fanimal.com or download the Fanimal app and use that promo code FANIMALPROS. That's FANIMALPROS for $20 off your first purchase. So check them out today. Get that Fanimal on and experience more. Let's experience some wide receivers here. Wide receivers. Rashid Shahid, 40% rostered. Olave's health certainly in question. Debro, uh, with Shahid available in 60% of leagues, this is another guy, too, that uh, it's good to, let's go get him, let's put him on our rosters, because, you know, these next two weeks, he could be useful to us in fantasy. I think so, yes. I think he's worth picking up, like, 1% to 2%, um, like a min bid. But okay. if you'd asked me this question a few weeks ago versus now, my confidence level in Shahid has gone down, and this is not really so much my confidence level in Shahid. It's a reflection of I've watched too much freaking Derek Carr this year. Mm-hmm. So I know what to expect out of that. The Saints are a rolling train wreck every single week. Carr can't get out of his own way. Shahid this last week, like, come on, guys. Like, he already had the perfect setup last week. Like, what would have stopped him or should have stopped him from getting eight targets last week? There's no Chris Olave. Michael Thomas is out. Taysom Hill is banged up. Why didn't he not get the volume? And yet, we're looking at a game where Shahid only got a 14% target share. So I like Shahid and I like the talent. But considering the offensive complexion, and I'm not, I'm honestly not sold that he gets a 15 or 18 or 20% target share. Shahid's worth a pickup, but not blowing the budget for. Pat, looks like you agree, too. So real quick, any takes you want to share on top of that when it comes to Shahid? No, uh, Debro covered it. Erratic target Mm. volume, and he didn't even get the target volume in a game that Chris Olave missed. So what if Olave comes back this week? And and we know that... Like Shahid can produce on a limited number of targets, uh, but we just haven't seen it. And we've seen Derek Carr's struggles in the red zone. So one to two percent max. All right. The next guy on our list we're going to talk about was somebody that I was lobbying for as maybe the pickup of the week. But the schedule next week is a little tenuous playing the Jets, although maybe the Jets are packing up and going home. Maybe, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers was to be cleared to play this week. If the Jets won, maybe that was going to happen. We'll see. But the Jets got eliminated from the playoffs yesterday and they got shut out by the Miami Dolphins yesterday. But Curtis Samuel uh, is a guy that would be facing them next week. He's coming off a game where he had 18 half PPR points. He had five catches on nine targets and not one, but two touchdowns, Pat Uh, Samuel, even in some tougher matchups too. I mean, you go around and you look at some of these, even against Dallas, 14 points. He was wide receiver 21 that week. Is Samuel a guy that you add despite the fact that maybe next week's matchup isn't super appealing, but then week 17 has got the 49ers again, theoretically tough, but he has showed up in some of these tough matches. So is Samuel still worth targeting and using some of your fab for these next two weeks? Or is he more of a block play, get him on your roster, but don't necessarily put him in your lineup? Yeah, I don't even know if he's a block play, Joe, because I wouldn't mind someone else swallowing that poison pill. (laughs) And I I think he is kind of a poison pill. Like, we've seen the Jets, and and I know that Jalen Waddell went off on the Jets yesterday, and I apologize to the many people I told to sit Jalen Waddell this week. Um, But, yeah, like, the Jets have been really tough on wide receivers this week. No way would I feel comfortable starting him, and I wouldn't feel all that comfortable starting him against the 49ers either. Like, the Commanders have scored, I think, 20 points or fewer in four straight. Their offense is starting mm-hmm. to tap out. So I don't I don't really want Curtis Samuel. All right. Uh, and you feel the same way here, Derek? More of a just let somebody else take the poison pill, as Pat so eloquently put it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, go ahead and let, 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 let them take the pill. I mean, I think this feels like 
This feels like chasing. Feels like point chasing. Okay. We've seen the big games that occur to Samuel over the last three weeks. And we we on this show in the waiver wire article, I've been touting pick up Curtis Samuel. And this feels like we're at the point where if you didn't pick him up already, you already missed the boat. Because I don't want any part of the matchups over the next two weeks. Like he'll I get think volume, if you're desperate, but still take it. Like to me, I look at like, okay, I don't have to chase volume. this week. I don't have this. Like, I'm gonna throw a dart here and hope for the best. And maybe the next guy we're gonna talk about too, who I kind of made some jokes about, but I don't know if I can make jokes about it anymore. Wide receiver 19 in week 13, wide receiver 19 in week 14, wide receiver 23 this past week against Washington. It's Demarcus Robinson, who I know we're all looking at each other like, okay, Demarcus Robinson, he's touchdown dependent, but he's got a touchdown three straight games. I know you don't want a points chase, but let's say you're in a deeper league in a situation. You're a little desperate here. You've let's say you lost to Christian Kirk and then you lost somebody else here. And you're kind of just looking around for somebody Debro is Robinson a guy that you, you throw out there in this matchup against New Orleans and then New York Giants in the last week of the season? No, I no. don't want to okay. be part of New York. No, I'm not doing more it. More points like, chasing. Two, two, two Atwell with the concussion and stuff, I think also plays into this. And how far down he is in the pecking order, like I just, I've seen too many seasons, not just games, but seasons of Demarcus Robinson running the best cardio in the NFL and drawing no targets. I'm not, I cannot trust All him right. in the playoffs. I, I know trusting is a, is a hard thing, but this is about winning at the end of the day and also recognizing trends. Pat, is this trend strong enough in your opinion, or it's just too touchdown dependent? He's one of those guys I'm probably not putting a fab bid on on Tuesday, Joe, but maybe if I'm sort of uh, <laughs> weak a at a, a third wide Pat. receiver position. Yeah, like if I find out Tutu Atwell is going to be out for sure, if we get an idea in the later week practices that he is trending toward being out again, maybe I pick up Demarcus Robinson later in the week and con- contemplate starting him. Like they were giving him the ball on carries yesterday. And and Mm -hmm. this is an offense that's now humming along. So if Tutu doesn't play and he is indeed the third wide receiver in that offense, I'm kind of interested in Demarcus Robinson in week 16. Also to note on Tutu, last week went from DMP limited. He got a full practice Friday. So I think he's back this week. Okay, good analysis there, boys. All right, maybe the guy we're all waiting for. Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase's health uncertain Mm -hmm. here for the future of the season. Boy, the Bengals just can't catch a break. I mean, they they keep somehow finding ways to win. I mean, credit Jake Browning, credit head coach Zach Taylor. I mean, they've somehow found a way to hang in this thing with the worst luck that you could possibly fathom. Tyler Boyd at Pittsburgh, then at KC for week 16 and 17, then at Cleveland for week 18. Again, if you make bad decisions in life and are still playing fantasy football in week 18, um, Pat, let's start with you on this one here. Tyler Boyd, how aggressive should you be on him? I know T. Higgins, you know, certainly potential to be elevated there. But what about Tyler Boyd? Is another guy people should be adding? Boy, I know a lot of people are going to want to add him. Uh, For one thing, like, I don't know for sure if Jamar Chase is going to be out this week with the AC joint thing. Like, I think that could be, if it is an AC joint, um, that's not always an injury that keeps guys out for any time at all. So it's possible he plays less but, a receiver than a quarterback. Yes. Like quarterback, yeah. that's a much harder injury because of how Definitely. you have to elevate your arm. I know because I've had that injury, so I understand what that's like. But at the same time, I think, you know, looking at the receiver, theoretically a little bit easier road. So last year for the Bengals, we saw Jamar Chase miss four games. I think it was around November. Um, and in those four games that Chase was out, here are Tyler Boyd's stat lines. Three for 38 with a touchdown, five for 44, two for 42, two for 16. 
did not have more than seven targets in any of those four games. And that was with Joe Burrow throwing the ball, not Jake Browning. So I kind of think he's fool's gold this week. Like I know a lot of people are going to be chasing him, thinking he is a good uh, spot start in week 16. I'm not so sure. Derek, your thoughts on Tyler Boyd? Because Pat does not (sighs) seem interested. I was going to come in here and tell like all, tout all this good stuff about Tyler Boyd and Pat's tossing all kinds of cold water, man, which yeah. I, I don't disagree. Like that it's absolutely relevant. Like to me, I point to the matchups for Tyler Boyd and over the, over the next two weeks versus Pittsburgh and Kansas city. Yes. Overall, their secondaries have played really good, but I think there's parts of pieces. You have two extremely good shadow corners on those rosters and Joey Porter jr. And Legereus Sneed. Outside of that, they don't have good corners. So looking at the matchups, these are quietly really good matchups for slot wide receivers. Um, The Pittsburgh uh, Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs have respectively allowed the fifth and the ninth most PPR points per target to opposing slot wide receivers. And what have we seen out out of the, the Bengals over the last few weeks? It has been wide receiver screen, wide receiver screen, wide receiver screen. Uh, what should we all run the ball this time? Wide receiver screen. So Tyler Boyd could get a lot of screen targets, and in PPR, the target volume plays, and the matchups are actually sneaky good. So I, th- I think it's a middle road here. Like, I'm not going to go over the moon for Tyler Boyd, but I think, like, there is also a case to be made that that Tyler Boyd could get a lot of target volume, especially if Chase is out, and even if he's not out, the matchups also dictate that could happen anyway. Well, I know that Andrew Duplessis is over the moon because that fella just won a fantasy football championship belt thanks to Trophy Smack from us here over at Fantasy Pros. So if you want to be like Andrew and win something cool this holiday season, you can win big with Trophy Smack's 36-inch fantasy football trophy giveaway. Perfect for your league. And if you don't want to give it to your league, just keep it and pretend that you won the whole thing. That's fine. I won't tell anybody. All you have to do to win this is just subscribe to the Fantasy Pros YouTube channel and comment below on any video for your chance to claim this impressive symbol of fantasy football glory. Celebrate your championship in festive style, but make sure you turn on those notifications so you can be alerted when the new episodes are up and you can claim your prize. Again, that Trophy Smack 36-inch fantasy football trophy giveaway is happening right now this week, so get in on that bad boy. Subscribe, ring the bell, comment below. That's all you got to do. All right, taking a look at the remaining wide receivers that could be available on people's boards, Josh Palmer, Dontavian Wicks, Darius Slayton, Wandale Robinson. Uh, I don't know about points chasing with Josh Palmer. I doubt that Easton Stick is going to be the guy that you want to put your fantasy championships on the shoulders of, potentially with Josh Palmer. We don't know the Keaton Allen health. But Derek, when you're looking at the names on this board, anybody pop out to you that might be useful in week 16 or 17? Yeah, I'm going to go further down the board here. Darius Slayton and Wandale Robinson have to be the guys that you're looking at. And I understand it's Tommy Cutlets, and I understand the Giants offense did not look good, but Darius Slayton, 21% target share. Wandale got a 33.3% target share. And Philly's secondary this week has been quite giving over the last few weeks, Mm. boys. So uh, these are some lower names that are going to be available in a lot of leagues Target volume and matchup is there for them to produce. Yeah, we'll see if Slay misses the second week, too. I know he's out this week mm-hmm. already, so that would be, you know, and people could say Slay's, you know, missed this, lost a step, I should say, but maybe it's just he's not 100% healthy, and now we're kind of seeing that True. and understanding that. That could also be the case here. Uh, Pat, when you're looking at this list of wide receivers, anybody on this list or a list of your own that you've made up here that you think for the next two weeks could help people in their fantasy championship push? 
Oh, man, Joe, I also cleverly stashed away Josh Palmer in like three different leagues several (laughs) weeks ago, uh, you know, thinking I was going to get this nice little bonanza when he came back and he comes back to Easton Stick playing quarterback. And and yes, he did have a long (laughs) touchdown catch against the Raiders on a completely blown coverage in that uh, fiasco of a Thursday night game. But I'm not really ready to trust Josh Palmer with Easton Stick. Um, Dontavian Wicks. Maybe if you're desperate, Uh, the matchup against the Panthers in week 16 is not a great one, but Wicks did get a lot of targets in week 16, Uh, Mm -hmm. could potentially be useful for a passing game that's functioned pretty well over the last month and a half. Well, the Packers put together one of the worst pass coverage performances in recent history in the NFL, by the way, on the other side. How did that make you feel, Pat, watching that game? Just out of curiosity. No, I don't want to mm-hmm. twist yeah, the knife, but Joe, I mean, it's kind of fun, you know. But you are twisting the knife. Oh, yeah, two, two fun <laughs> stats about that one. Uh, the only visiting quarterback to ever post a pe- perfect passer a perfect rating passer in Lambeau rating. Field. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> And then PFF just gave the Packers the lowest pass coverage grade they've given any team in the last five years. So, um, yeah, like, Ooh. boy, if, if don't Pat. don't get me off on the discussion about Joe Barry, the Packers defensive coordinator, Joe, it's not going to go well. Pat, is Baker Mayfield the quarterback of the Bucks next year? Like, have they found their guy? Is he the future? Oh, man. I feel like he is. I mean, I, yeah, I, feel like I mean, he's they're good gonna... enough this year to be that guy. But they are going to be in that weird nether region where they have right. a chance at guys like J.J. McCarthy or uh, <laughs> uh, Jaden Daniels. They home, Bo Nix. It'd yes. be the oh, Spider-Man no. gift, baby. God. I, I think they all. are going to – I suspect they are going to take one of those other QBs not named uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May in the first round, mm-hmm. but I think maybe they're going to give Baker a chance I to like hold Penix. off the Why rookie. Why am I the only guy that likes Penix, Pat? I don't understand. You're not the only one. Uh, no, I am. Problem. I am the only one. I feel like nobody Ooh. likes this kid except me. And every time he, I watch he's him, fun. I mean, he, he plays with his hair on fire, but he might be one of those guys who like drives his NFL team's fans to, uh, you know, the, the brink of insanity. Maybe. Quarterbacks, tight ends and defenses. All right. Speaking of the quarterbacks, let's talk about the ones we can roster now, not next year. Streaming quarterback for this week and maybe even looking ahead, too, as we're kind of looking ahead to not just this week, but the future here in the championship. Debro, who are those names of quarterback that pop out to you? So this week, it it might sound gross, but baby, Nick Mullins, like Mm -hmm. we've seen all these backup quarterbacks have good days. And Nick Mullins had a great one this last week versus Cincinnati. 303, 9.2 yards per attempt, two passing touchdowns. Now he gets the Detroit Lions, which we know you can't run on them. Mm-hmm. You could definitely throw Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson. The weapons are fantastic. Jordan Addison coming back to life. Like that plays, man. Since week five, Detroit is top 10 in yards per attempt and fifth overall in passing touchdowns allowed. So it might sound gross, but Nick Mullins. Could have himself a day. Could. Uh, Pat, uh, your thoughts at quarterback for streaming this week and even potentially two weeks of action? Joe Flacco, not a bad matchup this mm-hmm. week against the Texans, but it's less about the matchup than it is about the passing volume. In Flacco's three starts for the Browns, he has had 44, 45, and 44 pass attempts. He's <sighs> averaging 313 yards per game, seven touchdowns, and, uh, well, five interceptions, but that's part of the package with Joe Flacco. Uh, it, yeah, stream Joe Flacco. He's, he's elite after all. 
All right. Streaming tight end for this weekend, potentially the championship week. Pat. Oh, how about how about Hunter Henry? Uh, three touchdowns, him? three touchdowns in his him? last two games. And he had a fourth nullified by penalty uh, on Sunday. Wow. The Broncos have he's going against Denver and the Broncos have given up the most fantasy points per game to tight ends this year. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. Uh, Debro streaming tight end for week 16, potentially 17 too. Uh, we talked about elite quarterback play. I'm just going to attach my tight end to an elite quarterback. I'm going to go uh, with Kate Otten. I mean, Baker Mayfield's playing out of his mind right now, boys. But being real about it, Kate Otten has been a guy that, like I've discussed in the waiver wire column, week after week after week. And when the matchup has been right, he has the ability to post a top 12 score. And the matchup is right this week. Going against the Jaguars, man, they've given up the ninth most fantasy points per game and the second highest yards per reception to tight ends. All so, right. Stream Kate Otten. Streaming defense. Debro, who do you have? Why in the hell do people not like the Bears defense enough? Like, I don't know. They, they are still out there. They are only yeah. rostered in 14% of leagues. Since week 11, they are the DST 2 in fantasy. And yet, they're still widely available. That, that's not even like that roster because people percentage. people can't shake the negativity is, of losses. I mean, honestly, I think that's the answer. People know that the Bears roster percentage is not the, even dead leagues. That is not even talking about dead leagues. That is people just missing the boat. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. Uh, but they have a negative connotation because years of losing put that on a team and people can't wrap their mind around, oh, but the defense as a unit is creating fantasy points. That's a good thing. Amazing. You need to shake off the notion of wins and losses don't matter in that scenario. Like we're talking about fantasy points now, not wins and losses. Nine points, a, 14 points, 14 dude, points, uh, 17 points. Dude, how many times in the last t- uh, couple of weeks have we talked about them on the DFS show on, on BP, yep. on our betting pros channel? Like we, we all like, you know, I love this week, the bears, you know why they're cheap and they put up points. Uh, your opinion on a streaming defense, Pat, who do you have potentially for the people for the stretch run here? Debro, maybe they don't like the Bears because they give up long touchdown passes to Amari Cooper late in the game that cost people money line bets. Fair. Not that, uh, not fair. that I know who that might have been. But um, look, look, to be I fair. feel that pain. I bet that money line myself. That is real. Yeah. 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 I'll, uh, I'll take the Denver Broncos. Uh, please ignore their performance against the Detroit Lions on Saturday night, uh, which was a complete abomination. The Broncos get to face Bailey Zappi this week. Things should be a little mm. bit different. Over his last three games, Zappi has been intercepted twice and has been sacked 11 times, and the Patriots have averaged 12.7 points a game in his starts. Uh, oh, and then in Week 17, the Broncos get Easton Stick and the Chargers. Ah, Ooh. Easton Stick. Now, before we give you the top five waiver wire ads of the week, I just want to remind everybody this is our final waiver wire podcast of the year because next Monday it's Christmas. So I hope everybody has a big bowl full of puka juice and you're hitting that thing hard mm. and you're hopefully looking ahead at a potential um, fantasy championship there. And on behalf of all of us, too, we know how much you guys have watched this show and interacted with us, too. We appreciate all of you guys, all the, the guys and gals out there who watch the show, who watch on YouTube, who listen to the podcast version. All of you, we see you. We hear you. We love it. And this has been a wildly successful show every Monday and one that we can't wait to get to every Monday morning. So on behalf of everybody here at FP, just want to thank all of you for hanging out with us for this crazy, wacky season that has been. Now, we'll still have content. Don't worry. This will be waiver content. Subscribe to the channel. Do all that stuff. But also, if you've enjoyed the content, this is a great time of year to drop 
your reviews of the show, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, doesn't matter. Wherever you can, drop a nice five-star review of the programs here uh, at Fantasy Pros if you've enjoyed our content all year long. We appreciate that, and it's a nice way to show your appreciation, and we appreciate all the love that you've shown us. Oh, it's such a love fest. The holidays are such a beautiful time. All right, let's get to the top five waiver wire pickups of the week that can help you win a championship the remainder of the season. Pat, why don't you go first? Help the people. Sure. Uh, Joe, by the way, is puka juice good warm, like mulled wine? Can you do it that mm, way? You know what? I think it is this time of year. That's the thing about puka juice. It's versatile. Okay. You know, you can have it on ice. You could do the frozen, the slushy version. And then when you get into the winter months, you know, you put a couple little cinnamon, a little cloves in there. Puka juice spikes up very well. I, I It feels Shaken. like Christmas. Excellent. Not stirred. That's, Shaken, not that's, stirred. Of course. Yeah. that's good because mulled wine is disgusting. And uh, I'll just have warm <laughs> puka juice instead. Um, yeah, my top five, it's it's going to be Zamir White at the top, banking on another week without Josh okay. Jacobs. Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the two spots. Uh, number three, I had a tough choice debating between number three and number four. I'm going to put Hunter Henry ahead of Noah Brown, Henry three, Brown four. But depending on your needs, I think you order them that way. And then Trey Sermon checking in at number five. All right. I know, Derek, your list is pretty similar here. Uh, in fact, wait, it is similar. It's the exact same it, list. Am I seeing? Yeah. Have, is it going to be rub my eyes here in the morning? It's so it's it's 16 weeks and now we are completely on the same page. That's what's happened here. We, we are wow. simpatico. Patty and I don't have to list my list because patches did it for me. Uh, we're, we're handholding baby. There you exact go. Same. Zamir, CEH, Hunter Henry, Noah Brown, Trey Sermon. That's the list the boys are giving you out. And again, go out there, win those championships and, uh, and have fun doing it. Cause this has been a fun ride. So on behalf of all of us here, that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for Derek Brown and Pat Fitzmaurice. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 